Hey everyone, welcome back to the Unalike podcast. I'm Rochelle Fulmer, joined in person today with my co-host Natalia Bonner. Hey everybody, we're, we're here together. <laughs> we're here in the Unalike studio and Natalia is on the road, so we are able to catch up with you in person today. What brings you to town? So we're in town. My daughter has a swim meet up here this weekend, so we drove up here for this, but I have to tell you the funniest story, and I think that maybe this should happen for you. Okay. Because <laughs> since the beginning, we've talked about your amazing driving and how mm -hmm. fast you go. Mm -hmm. So we're driving up to your house, and it's like a windy canyon. And it's just my husband and I, we did get a new car a few months ago, and it has like all these sensors and crazy things that happen in it. So we're driving and all of a sudden this warning light comes on <laughs> and it looks like a coffee cup and it has like steam coming out of it. You never had that light no. before? No. And I'm like, do we need to pull over? And it said on it, take a break. We're like, what the heck is happening? Is our car overheating? Like this is a newer car. We just had it serviced. We haven't looked it up yet, but we're thinking that maybe Brad went too close to the center line and it's telling him to stop drinking coffee while he's driving or something. I don't know. It was the funniest thing. So Drunk driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crossing over those canyon roads too much or something. That I don't reminds know. me that we, and then we talked just shortly after uh, the beginning of the year, we both went to Arizona for a family wedding and we road tripped down there. And the part that I have not shared is that when we did that, Dustin and I rented a vehicle to fit all of the kids in. So we had a brand new state-of-the-art Ford Expedition, which came with all the bells and whistles. And it had the feature inside that turns lights on all over <laughs> if you get too close to other vehicles yeah. on the road. Yeah, that's like what this car is doing. And we still... Maybe we're too old to figure it out, but I'm not that fancy. That was a little bit alarming to me. We got into the greater Phoenix area, what do they call it? The valley. And driving down the freeway of the valley at rush hour and the rear view light kept going off and <laughs> lights over here and and I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on on the road and uh, by the time we finally got to our rental house, I was like, that's it, I'm done. That was way too many lights for me. We need a basic it's car. It's like going to Vegas. There's way too much to look at. True. <laughs> so, I don't know if everybody noticed that last week it was just, or the last episode was a podcast with just you, that you yeah. had a really cool interview. I, I, every week, I say, oh my gosh, this was my favorite interview. And the truth is, I just... As I have said before, I believe that everyone has a story. And because everyone has a story, I love every story, which means I love every interview that we do. But mm -hmm. last week, for everyone who hasn't had a chance, go back right now, go listen to our last episode. We caught up with Dr. Kevin Dyson, who is an, um, a middle school principal in Tennessee, but also a former NFL wide receiver. So a star on the football field, made it to the NFL and gained a lot of success and had a couple of plays that put him in the history books. Mm -hmm. So you you um, listened to the interview or did you watch it? I actually watched it. I think they're more fun to watch. So yeah. I watched it. And so there's a couple of things that if you haven't, everybody that hasn't watched it yet, you need to go watch it. So there's a couple of things when I was watching it that I loved. 
first of all, when he talked about like kids and sports and kind of his experience and even like talking about having your kids in multiple sports and making them pay for their own sports, like all those things really resonated with me because that's a big part of my life. Obviously, that's why we're in town right now. But just kind of his whole philosophy that it's not just about the sports. It's you've got to create well-rounded kids and they need to work and all that stuff I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. So then the other thing he mentioned that I thought was so fascinating was when he talked, and I cannot remember her name right now, but he talked about his teacher in Ms. Clearfield. Miss Smith, maybe? I think Ms. so. But it reminded me so much of when we had the interview with Clint Pulver. And he had talked about his teacher, Mr. Jensen, too, just how important that teacher was. And I thought it was fascinating how two different people that have had these totally different types of lives, but their lives were so greatly impacted by these really incredible teachers. I thought that was super fascinating. The other thing, we've had awesome interviews so far with all of our guests, but his backdrop by far... I thought it was the coolest one yet. So if you haven't checked it out, you should just you're, to you're see it. You're missing out. You got to go. And I don't. I don't want people who are listening right now thinking, "Oh, I don't care for football. I'm going to yeah. skip that one." This was so much more than football because that's not who he is today. Mm-hmm. He and he told that he made this point too. He has now been in the education field longer than he was in the NFL. I, yeah. I believe he said he was about 30 years old when he retired. He's mm-hmm. now 45 and he disclosed that. I'm not sharing a secret. <laughs> so he's been out of the NFL. He's been retired from sports for 15 years. And that's something that really hit me mm-hmm. was that as parents, we drive home sports and put our kids in sports and we drive all over and we go across state lines to get them in every competition and athletic event possible for what? Maybe a scholarship. But -hmm. what does that scholarship provide? More sports, more playing opportunities for what? And, And that was his point was that he actually did make it to the NFL. He's very humble. He never mm-hmm. even says that he was like a cool deal. He doesn't talk <laughs> like that. But he did make it. He tells, I'm not going to give it away, but he tells a powerful story about something his mom did. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with a little reminder on the fridge just to humble him and to remind him, you're not a big deal. <laughs> um, but the point being, Queso, he made it. But by the age of 30... 18 years of sports, of running around for all those, and it was over. Yeah. And he said, I think I still have a long life to live. Hence the whole, what do you do after football? Okay, so you did. You put your whole life into it and you made it. Mm-hmm. But now what? Yeah. He's not making his money off commercials. He's not living off of retirement. He's not being a public spokesperson for Nike or any other brand. Mm-hmm. He's working in our schools, and that's the focus of that interview, why he chose to go back to school, why he chose to get not one, not two, but three graduate degrees, (laughs) and how he truly is paying it forward. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And can you even imagine how lucky all those kids are that get to have him as their principal? Like, maybe I should move to Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) When I was, he told me, and I don't think this was in in the interview. It was when we were just chatting. But he said, you know, I've got like my bobblehead on the shelf <laughs> in my office. And maybe 
um, I can't remember what else. I don't know even if it was a jersey, but one other thing. He said, that's it, kind of like two pieces of memorabilia. Mm -hmm. So when people come through the office, all of these kids who are in middle school today uh, were born after he'd already retired. True. So most of them have no idea about this whole world that he lived well before they were even born. He says, but occasionally someone catches on. Although, to be honest, it's not so much the students, it's the parents that walk through the room. And they're like, hey! I remember that game. (laughs) So, yeah, it it was kind of fun to hear him say, people, you know, like the parents know who I am, but... But there's more to him than that. So he was just featured in Sports Illustrated. The uh, magazine did a story about him last fall. And and it was a similar thing, catching up with him, finding out what he's doing with that degree. And um, anyway, I was reading through the online version of that article. And then you Mm -hmm. get to the comments. And it's funny how many young people have gone through and left comments. He was my principal. (laughs) Hey, he is my principal. Like... They think they've just found a celebrity. Little do they know. (laughs) That would be so fascinating, too. If your principal gets up every week and he's doing school announcements or he's leading an assembly, I'm holding a microphone, uh, (laughs) you know, and never lets on to this past, it would probably be trippy if you you would feel like you made a discovery. Yeah, you really (laughs) would. The secret life of the principal. (laughs) Mom! Really? All right. Great interview. You've got to go back and check that out. So I want to point something out to you. I think this is something that all of us worldwide are experiencing right now. So I wanted to talk with you about it. You're up here for this sporting event Mm -hmm. that your daughter is involved in. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and you and I were actually talking about this last night, but we were putting together the fact that a year ago right now, you came to town for this exact same, it's finals, it's state championship, mm-hmm. state, state, it's yeah. state. So she's in town for state. And last year for this exact same event on this exact same weekend, mm-hmm. our whole extended family yeah. traveled down to watch your daughter in her final meet and it was probably saturday night Mm -hmm. and i think every single sibling was there yeah all of us were there the whole family and so when we got done at the competition we went out to dinner at a favorite Mm -hmm. family restaurant we the whole family ate together and then we all got in the car and went our different ways and the very next week on friday our kids were told they weren't going back to school mm-hmm. and we were all told to stay home. Don't go anywhere. Lock your doors, <laughs> shut the windows. <laughs> so it's been a year and, yeah. and in our family, we kind of laugh and refer back to the last supper. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of the last, at least it was a good one. It was Zupa's like somewhere so that we So I have been thinking about that throughout the day and knowing that we were getting ready to record. And I want to hear from each of you. This is the part where you get to comment below, but let us know how are you marking the one year anniversary of the day when the world changed? The week, the month, how, you know, it for, for most of us, it began to change right around this time. Mm-hmm. What was that? It's kind of like 9-11 and there's been a few mm-hmm. songs that have been made about it. Where yeah. were you when the world stopped turning? Mm-hmm. You know that one. Yes. And we all talk that way today. I was, my coworkers, um talk about, well, my boss is a little younger than me. So he'll say, (laughs) I was in eighth grade. And I'm like, oh, geez, well, I was working. But 
had a job. Um, so we, we talk about how we had our last supper. I want to know what was your monumental thing that you will always look back on and mark as this was the last thing I did before the pandemic kicked in full swing. So it's super fascinating. And I hadn't thought of this really, but when you're saying this, so as soon as we left from the state swim meet last year, we, my family actually went to Hawaii and we came home from Hawaii basically while the world had closed. And we came home to someone else living in our house and just this completely new world. So for us, that's kind of like our little thing. Like we went to Hawaii and we came home and nothing was ever the same that has nothing since nothing in our lives has been the same. And I'm not going to lie. There's parts of me that have mourned like we've had a really great year actually, but there's like parts of me that have mourned being able to sit in those stands and cheer for my kid or things like that, that it's really hard. And I think all of us has to give ourselves a pat on the back for living through what we've lived through. Cause it's as good of an attitude as we've tried to have. It's hard. It's been a really, my, uh, we've disclosed that I'm getting ready to change jobs. And we just talked about that a couple episodes ago that I'm moving over to work with Natalia full time, um, at her company piece and quilt. But as I, wrap up my work with the local county government that I work in. I'm helping with that transition piece. Mm -hmm. So I was over at the county and uh, talking with one of the health directors there. And he said, man, I can't go anywhere. I walk into the grocery store and people come right up to me like it's my personal fault. I can't stand wearing these masks. And he says, I look right at him and say, you know what? I love it. I love wearing it to church. I love wearing it to the post office. I love wearing it to the grocery store. I love wearing it eight hours a day and breathing in it. And the guy looks at him like he's kind of crazy. And he says, no, come on, man. We all hate it. Mm-hmm. We all hate it. I loved hearing that from a health professional that he just said, it's inconvenient for all of us. But mm-hmm. we're all trying to do what we feel like is the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um I appreciated that. I appreciated hearing a health official say, it's not my favorite. Yeah, that it sucks for everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Everything does. So, shoot, I just lost my train of thought. You were making me think about, uh, okay, so you were talking about the things that changed in your personal Mm -hmm. life. um, And it makes me refer back on, I got married in December. Yeah, yeah. Brand new husband, brand new relationship, brand new. I mean, we've dated, but go into this new marriage and uh, we go to work and think everything's normal. And we do that for about two months. (laughs) Yeah, it really would have only been. And the world ended as, as we know it. And I need to, as we know it. So we have been both working out of the home for the majority of our married life. And so for us, we don't know any different. Our norm is that we are both home all day long, every single day. It's a weird, just even talking about that, it's fascinating. We had a conversation kind of last night about this, about working from home and how weird it is for, for people that have never done it before, or kind of were primed for it. Maybe it's a hard change. And I can't even imagine what it's like starting out in a marriage and then going right into now we're just going to be at home mm-hmm. in the mountains even <laughs> forever. What we it talked like. about it and we acknowledged that 
we, for Dustin and I, we don't know any different. Yeah. True. And maybe that's the blessing in disguise is that this is our norm. <laughs> yeah. If you ever go to work, you're not going to know how. <laughs> Wait a minute. What, what, I don't, I didn't see you today. What are you wearing? You're not wearing your sweats. But... <laughs> it's so weird. I can't even imagine what the future will be like if, yeah. if we will go back to work yeah. or so crazy. So it, definitely a poignant time for each of us. And as we approach that one year mark, I encourage you, if you haven't taken a moment to sit back and to think about it, take some time to reflect on what has been your year and how have you handled the change? And, and I think it's okay to acknowledge that it wasn't always pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your successes and what are the highs that you have experienced because you persevered. I, so one of our mm-hmm. interviews, or one of our former guests was um, uh, the dancing grandma yes. and Marie Mooring. <laughs> I and still love watching her so videos. Marie and I have become close friends. We follow each other on Facebook. And one of the things that I love about her, another great interview you need to go back and listen to, mm-hmm. but Marie posts a happy video every day and she's dancing lots of times in public, outside the supermarket store, outside the post office. And I sometimes I think, I wonder how many takes she had to record, like to try to not get oh. someone walking by in the background. Or I don't think she cares. And that's part of what makes her great. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes I think, because she'll do a whole video and no one walks by. And yeah. I think, oh, that was really good. <laughs> anyway, that- <laughs> Marie finishes every post by asking the question, what's the best that can happen? Wow, that is a really good perspective. Because we all we often say, "What's the worst that can happen?" Yeah, yeah, and the best. But what's the best? What That's are you really shutting good. down? What are you stopping? What are you not allowing yourself to do because you're afraid of the best that could happen? Oh, that's big. (laughs) That's a really cool thing, though. I really like that statement. And I seriously probably will like write it on my mirror or something because I love those thoughts. But it's very, it hits home for me right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, for me personally, it was the pandemic that encouraged me to start thinking outside of the box. It's because of the pandemic that this podcast was born. Mm-hmm. It's because of the pandemic that we're now having the opportunity to start working together and to see, yeah. it, this is now still your thunder, <laughs> but to see all of the amazing things going on in your company and your mm-hmm. business never would have happened had it not been for the pandemic. No, completely agree. So yeah, absolutely. Like the best things ever did come from it. And I would never take that away. The experiences and the growth and things that have happened to us never would have. So it's crazy. (laughs) So it's been a year. Tell me what else has been going on. I haven't seen you for a little while. I know. It seems like it has been a while. I can't remember when we recorded last. So I did bring a quilt to the studio today and I'm kind of hiding it because I haven't shared the whole thing yet. (laughs) (laughs) But it's um, a vert. So I have this online stitch along. You know about it, but I'll tell everybody else um, that's called Let's Stitch a Year of Stars. So the first of every month, I show everybody how to machine quilt a block. And then I'm also sharing on the 15th because I'm over the top, how to piece one. And this is the quilt. And I put it together so wild and it's kind of crazy colors. 
And on the drive up here, I was like, it was either a really long drive or else I got really good at hand binding, but I bound the whole entire thing. Wow. But while we were driving, Brad's like, what is your favorite colors? Because I'm like binding this quilt that's so bizarre. And I'm like, obnoxious 80s brights. That's my thing. And <laughs> so I'm like, that's exactly what this quilt is. And I love it. So I'll, sh but that's really, I've been working on that, getting that ready. We're going to launch another class here soon. So I've been finishing up a lot of behind the scenes stuff for that new class. And just, that's really what's been going on, building a business. It's a really fun quilt for all of you quilters who follow the podcast. I'm going to give you a sneak peek. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's all that she'll let me do. And if you follow her on social, she's, you'll see that she always blames it on Brad. Brad won't let me. Brad won't let me. Well, now I know. She she won't let me do it either. <laughs> I get excited, but... <laughs> well, I, I think that that... Uh, covers most of what we have to share today. We wanted to take a minute to catch up and to touch base, let you know that we're here, we're working hard, we're plugging away and just constantly working on new material to share with you. We've got a really great interview coming up that I'm excited to share with the rest of you. But in the meantime, if you haven't listened to Dr. Kevin Dyson's interview, be sure to go back and mm -hmm. check that out. Yes, definitely agree. And follow us on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, all those lots of fun stuff over there. So yeah. And if you prefer to stream, your podcast. You can find us on all of the big social platforms. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Pandora. So you can stream us any of those places, but then of course, always find us on YouTube and be sure to share with a friend. We'd love to hear from your friends and to have their support as well. That does it for us. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. See you later.